Hello and welcome to Dark Concepts, a supernatural horror podcast written and read by me, Brian J. Cummings. Here be episode 14. Wow. I hope everyone is well. Um, it seems a lot of people have been getting sick, uh, at least up here in New England, where it's it's pretty cold. Um, so yeah, just a reminder to go outside. I know it sucks. Um but vitamin D is good for you and drink plenty of water. But yeah, um, with that, I am done and on to the point of this podcast. So I was getting kind of worried at the end of the year because I was starting to run low on short stories, but I had a feeling that I had a bunch of them hiding somewhere. Um, it took a little digging, but I did find quite a few of them. They're old and they really need some work, but, um, they're pretty good. I'm pretty excited about getting them out. The novel I've been working on will be out sometime within 50 years, and I should have a short story collection set up for this year at some point. A little more on that later, as well as exclusive Patreon episodes. I'll I'll get those up at some point. I have so many ideas and plenty of time. It just for this kind of stuff, it just uh, just takes a while. Tonight's story is a short one, but it's tied to a story I've read in the past. If you figure it out, let me know, and I'll give you a shout-out on the next episode, along with the answer. So with that, here we go. Jeremy's best friend Cam has bought a fixer-upper that he is determined to restore. But it seems that there is more than mere walls and windows that he is unwillingly resurrecting. Skeptical. There's no way, Jeremy said, pulling into the driveway of his best friend Cam's new house. By new, Cam must have meant old as the dirt it was built upon. And by house, he meant a Victorian-era fixer-upper. Scratch that. This wasn't a fixer-upper, it was a goddamn derelict. The place was falling down in every sense of the phrase, and Jeremy felt he needed to tell his best friend that he had bitten off more than he can even fit into his mouth, let alone chew. He got out to see Cam sitting on the front steps, which looked like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Cam was on his phone, glancing down at the ground. I don't care. You need to get over here and pick me up. I'm not staying here another minute. His face was screwed up in what looked like fear. You don't understand. There was someone in the house. I saw them and... and... they were just gone. Jeremy stopped and couldn't help but smile. Cam really was in over his head, and he didn't need Jeremy to tell him. He was seeing ghosts now. Cam glanced up without another word and hung up the phone. Jesus, Jeremy, can you give me a ride out of here, man? I need to. Whoa, whoa, calm down, Jeremy said, walking up to him. What's up? Why you all been out of shape? Where the hell's your car? Cam told him he's been having to get rides from friends because his car is in the shop, but quickly moved on to how few nights ago, when he had started working on the house after work, Things were starting to go missing. Then last night, he saw the first figure and thought people were sneaking into the house. The house had sat abandoned for years because no one would buy it. So naturally, teenagers and adventurous ghost hunters would slip into the place from time to time. Cam searched after he saw someone walking around the halls but found no one. Then this morning, when he was tearing up the worn floorboards from one of the upstairs bedrooms, one of his fingers caught a sliver of broken glass hidden there. He went to the bathroom to clean up, and while he was running his finger under the tap, 
He glanced up to see a pale woman standing in the hallway, staring at him before vanishing into thin air. You're seeing things, man, Jeremy told him. Cam shook his head. I mean, yeah, this is a big project for me, but I'm not hallucinating. She was just standing there, just like I see you now, only her skin was... Oh, God. He covered his face with his hands and shuddered. Jeremy walked past Cam, up the raggedy steps, and into the house. He turned to Cam, who was still sitting there, gaping at him. You coming? Jeremy asked. And Cam glanced at the house for a moment, then back at Jeremy. I... I guess, he said uneasily, and stopped at the top of the stairs with another weary look past Jeremy into the house, and then followed his friend inside. They tread carefully over the ruined floor into the foyer, and into the sitting room. The floor was partially ripped up here, and an old ornate mirror sat fixed into the wall on the far side, broken. All I see is an old, ruined house that needs to be torn down and redone, Jeremy said with a smug grin. Cam just stood in the doorway and said nothing. Cam always had a soft spot for old and broken things, especially antiques and houses. He had a knack for refurbishing old and worn-out keepsakes, giving things that many people, like Jeremy, just regarded as outdated junk, new life. Why keep getting new things when so much of what is already out there is still serviceable, instead of letting them junk up the world, abandoned and forgotten? Jeremy didn't see the point in it, But then again, Cam had never seen Jeremy use his hands to make or fix anything in the 20 years that he knew him. You said you saw the woman in the upstairs hallway, right? Jeremy asked, making his way further into the house, towards the stairs. Yeah, but... Cam stopped, but Jeremy was gone. Shit, he grumbled, and continued following his friend. So you think there was a ghost, Jeremy said, carefully making his way up the stairs as they creaked underfoot. I'm not saying that. I don't know what the hell I saw. I just saw someone, a woman, in a long white dress, standing at the end of the hallway, staring at me. You know ghosts aren't real, right? Jeremy scoffed, reaching the top landing and naturally ignoring Cam's reply. Cam just shook his head. Jeremy walked ahead, calling out, Here, ghosty, 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 and turned to Cam when he was halfway down the hallway. See? There's no one? What? Jeremy stopped when he saw Cam looking over his shoulder. Jeremy turned to look behind him. What? He turned to Cam again to see nothing there. I saw her again, Cam replied, his voice almost a whisper. He slowly began to make his way down the stairs. Oh, come the hell on, dude. There's no such thing as ghosts, Jeremy spat. You're 28 years old. It's about damn time to get rid of these stupid superstit. Jeremy froze. In the dark room in front of him was a pale figure, standing about 15 feet away. As soon as he saw her, she walked away into the adjoining room, this one even darker than the last. Are you kidding me? Jeremy snorted and headed into the room. Hey lady, jig's up, time to get out of this house. Both rooms were completely empty. He eyed the tiny closet in the far corner. Grasping hold of the handles, he pulled it open just for the entire door to pop off its deteriorated hinges. He leaned the door up against the wall and peered inside. Nothing there. What the hell? Jeremy said, scratching the back of his head. He noticed his hands were starting to shake. He looked at the dusty ground and saw that only his footprints were visible in the thick coat of dust on the floor. The woman's footprints weren't there. 
though he had just saw her walk in here. It was then that he began to feel cold and became racked with a sudden chill. He turned back towards the solitary entrance of the room, but saw no one there, though deep down something was telling him that there was someone there, and that he needed to run away. But that made no sense. There was nobody there. He walked out of the room and into the small adjacent room, where Cam had been working. He saw the floorboards in the hallway that were missing. Immediately, Jeremy was hit with a strong, choking odor of what smelled like piss and rot, and he began to gag. Through his watering eyes, he saw the woman, and understood what Cam had meant about her skin. It was pale and mottled, with patches of purple and gray. One eye stood outside of the partially exposed skull, and her mouth hung open unnaturally wide. Her neck was crushed and black. Coagulated blood rimmed her deteriorating mouth and her cloudy eyes. Jeremy nearly fell backwards as she rushed toward him, her hand outstretched, carrying an unlit candle. Go now! He heard the woman scream and felt a coldest gust of wind he had ever felt blow through him. He stumbled, scrambled, and in his best Scooby-Doo impression, got the absolute hell out of there. He ran into the hallway as an icy chill still settled upon him and the scent of death lingering in his nostrils. Upon reaching the stairs, he took a misstep but in his adrenaline-fueled state, managed to correct himself and zipped out past the threshold that, just minutes before, he had so boldly dared to cross. He reached the overgrown lawn and began to retch. He continued to dry heave until a hand fell upon his shoulder. Jeremy jumped up, his eyes wide and bloodshot. Cam stood there, a wry but knowing smile on his face. You okay, man? He said, but Jeremy couldn't hear him. He shook uncontrollably. The chill of the thing still with him cold enough that even the stifling heat of the summer day couldn't reach him, unable to replace what the touch of death had bestowed upon him. Cam crossed his arms and smiled at his formerly smug best friend. Believe me now. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, feel free to give a positive rating and a review, and feel free to subscribe or follow. To keep up on what's happening with the podcast or anything I've written, brianjcummings.com is the best place to connect and see the stories in a written format. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where I release two-sentence horror stories every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be back in two weeks with another story from the darkness of the witching hour. So keep a candle nearby, because you never know when the lights will go out. Cam really was in a blah blah blah. Holy shit. <laughs>